love for you is unconditional. His love for you is never ending. And his love for you gives you a new identity. When I understood that, he not only does he know me, he wants a relationship with me. Sometimes I don't even want a relationship with myself. He knows me. You know what? He knows me better than myself. And today he knows you better and he's calling out who you really are. And I want to invite you to open your heart to this. First Peter chapter 2. I want to read the scripture to you. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Come on, where's my royalty in the house? A holy nation. His own special people. That you may proclaim, this is who you are, and this is why you are. To proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are chosen by God to shine. You are chosen by God to shine. I want you to say with me, I am who he says I am. Like you mean to say with me, I am who God says I am. Close your eyes with me and let's pray together. God, I thank you that you have adopted us, that you have given us a new life. And right now in the name of Jesus, we cancel anything that does not come from you. And he thought... Um, any prerogative, anything that in our mind wants to bring God and take away your glory. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we put everything under the name of Jesus. We take our thoughts captive to Jesus. And I pray that your Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, right now, bring life into dreams. Bring life into purpose in every heart here. For what you have in store for us is greater in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. amen. I don't know uh, how many of you know a little bit of my story, but I just want to say this uh, in parentheses. Um, this accent took a lot of work. I came from uh, the capital of the world, Ciudad Juarez, Chihuahua, Mexico. I was 12 years old, uh, sixth grade, and my parents decided to invest uh, in our education and brought us to a private school. Now, I was going to a Christian private school. Christian private school, I uh, ended up finding out that all the dropouts will go to, to that Christian private school, that everybody that got kicked out at a, a, of a public school system will go end up in that private school, but God continues to restore, right, amen, he, he always has second chances, third chances, and, and it, it just showed me a part of, uh, of the world that I didn't know, and it, and it started uh, bringing me into a place of uncertainty, and I get there, and the teacher puts me in the middle of the, um, you know, of the class and gives me one of these. Now somebody say with me, identity. Like you're awake, say with me, identity. And they give me one of these and uh, he says, what do you want to be called? What's your name? And I had to really go through this because my full name is Juan Jose de Jesus Olivares Cantu. I come out in telenovelas once in a while. Juan Jose de Jesus Olivares Cantu. Now, where are my people, I mean, that have Mexican roots that have, that use both last names? Come on. Or you, or your parents use both last names? Come on, where are my, 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 you know, where are my Hispanic people that grew up in the rancho that are named after the cousin, the uncle, or somebody in the family, let's go, has two, three names, that's me. Uh, 
I'm, 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 you know, my family, Juan, you know, my grandpa Jose, my dad, Jesus, the family of God. Amen. So they put everything in there. Juan Jose de Jesus, Triple J. You can call me Triple J. Olivares can do. And I used to write this on every homework that I would do. Can you imagine that first grade? And I get here and I have an opportunity to choose my name, right? So I say, man, I'm going to change it and I'm going to put what I really like to be called. And I give it to the teacher and I put my name as Pepe. Come on. For those of you that don't know, Pepe is a nickname for Jose. Pepe. So I get there. The teacher says, okay, why don't you introduce yourself? I, I knew a little English, you know, I had been in a, in a school in Juarez, they taught me, you know, lapis, pencil, gallina, hen, you know, they're very simple. And I get there with my ID, puts me in the middle, everybody, it's a Christian school, middle school. And I get in there and I say, uh, hello, and mi nombre, uh, my name, uh, Pepe, El Pepe. <laughs> and a guy sitting in the front goes, ha, 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 pee And the teacher's like, hey, hey, be nice, be nice. And he's like, what t-shirt, what t-shirt? I'm just reading it. I'm just reading it. It says pee-pee. And <laughs> I don't hold back. I see the kid, and I just go boom, boom. I start punching him. I tell you I'm from Juarez. I'm sorry. They take me to the office. It's a Christian school, so they have the right to swat you. Because my parents signed, you know. They signed that if there was something wrong, it's scripturally sound, that you should correct and discipline. And literally, it was a baseball bat cut in half, I'm not kidding, with little holes. And my dad was so nice that he said, anytime something happens, you call me so I can give him the discipline. I wanted any teacher except. Comes back. What did he do? Call me Pee Dad. You know better than this. You just hear holding down the tears, you know. Ni me dolió. I decided to go by Jose instead of Pee Can I tell you something? Many times, the way we present ourselves is who we want people to perceive to be, for us to be, or what we think we should be. It would have been so much easier to just say, my full name is Juan José Jesús Olivares Cantú, for them to be like, huh? And many times, the way we walk through life is carrying an identity that doesn't belong to us. And I want you to know today that you are who God says you are. Look at me, please. You are not what they did to you. You are not what they say about you. I'm going to push you even further. You are not what you have done. You are who God says you are. And I'm going to give you an example in Judges chapter 6. I want us to go into the Word of God. If you're ready, come on, it's Super Bowl Sunday and you made it to church. So if you're ready to go into the Word of God, say with me, oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Let's go to Judges chapter 6. I'm going to read verses 11 through 16. We're going to see this example. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was an Oprah, which belonged to Joash the Abyssalite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Now what is Gideon doing? Hiding. He says, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to me, get to, said to him, oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go on this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, Oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan, my family is the weakest in Manasseh. And I am, hmm, come on. I am the least in my father's house. Somebody say with me, I am brave. I need you to get this. I am the least, God says, mighty man of valor. And he says, I am the least. And the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you. This is why I'm telling you. This is who you are because you're not alone. I am with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Now Israel was in a place where anytime there was harvest time, the enemy will come and steal their harvest. Have you ever felt like this? You're working, working, and it's payday. And as soon as you get the, the paycheck, Visa takes it. Sam's takes it. Come on. Your wife takes it. <laughs> I want you to see this. Every time there was harvest, the enemy would come. I need you to get this. If the enemy's coming against you, it's because there's harvest. If the enemy's coming to rob you, it's because you have something. And the enemy only steals from people that are doing, I need you to get this, something on God's will. God, God has planted something in your life. Israel is the chosen they're chosen. This is their identity. This is who they are. But now the enemy takes everything away from them. And Gideon is smart. He says, I'm going to do it when nobody's watch. I think he was from the hood. I really do. I really do. Hey, hey, bro, I got, you know, something here for sale on the back. Fresh, freshly cut. You know how I'm talking about angel, I see you, I see you. you know, something for, how, many, how many of you have people that make business out of anything? Yes? Coupons. They have coupons. Hey, I can sell you coupons. I can say, you know, I, I want you to see Gideon. He didn't stay. He didn't stay in the status quo. He decided to do something. And I want you to take this into your heart. God does not require you to do everything, but he does require you to do something. 
And when you decide to take a stand against the enemy, God will always show up. Some of you got this. When you decide and say, I'm no longer going to continue to live in this place. I'm going to start living according to the word of God. I'm going to take a stand for justice. I'm going to take a stand for righteousness. I'm going to do what's right even if nobody else is doing it. I need to make sure my family eats. So I'm willing to work. God shows up and does something that to many of us does not make sense. I don't think any of us will call Gideon mighty men of valor. He was hiding. But what God is calling Gideon is his potential. What he's calling out of him is his purpose. I need you to understand this. Your identity is based on your faith and your purpose. Did you get that? Say with me, faith and purpose. See, if you don't know who your God is and who's with you as you walk, you will never walk in his purpose. And many of us say, Pastor, I really don't have much. I'm the least of these. My family, if you would just know where my family comes from, I I don't really think I can accomplish much. And because your self-worth, I'm preaching to somebody today, and because the way you walk in life is a victim mentality, you'll never go into what God has promised into your life. But today is a new day, church. And today your identity is not based on where you come from. Your identity is based on where you're going. Your identity is based on what he has for you. And if you're willing to open your heart and just say, God, who do you say I am? Not what people say. Not what I think. I believe today there can be breakthrough in every area of your life. Gideon goes on to say, and I want to read the next verse. I want to go back to the verses to proclaim his trouble. And he says, Gideon said to him, oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? Have you ever felt like this? If God is with me, how come bad things happen? Come on, where are my real people? Raise your hand like, if God is with me, how come bad things happen to me? And I want you to get this. God does not say, here's the 20 things you did wrong. He doesn't say, oh, it's because you didn't obey this in the Torah. It's because you didn't do this. You didn't follow this. Mm, You didn't listen to what pastor said. He didn't say you didn't listen. You know, you didn't do this, what you were supposed to do. He says, and where are all his miracles? I've heard that God does amazing things, but not to me. Where is God? I want you to see his faith, the view of God that he had. And if you believe God is doing bad in your life, you will never step into the identity that God has called you to do. In James chapter 4, the word of God states that every good gift and perfect gift comes from above. Not some gifts, but every perfect gift. And if everything good comes from him, it means that my God is, hmm, my God is good. If everything good comes from him, my God is, he's good. But the way we see life is that when something happens to us because we made ourselves God, I don't know if you're ready for this today. Because we think life should be about us. So then we say, if something bad happens to me, it's because my God is bad. So he starts complaining. Come on, where are my real people in the house? Have you ever been there? And if something good happens, I'm blessed and highly favored. But if something bad happens, oh, God is so, God must be mad at me. I'm waiting for the cinto. I'm waiting for the chancla. And my view of God, my faith dictates my identity. But if you understand today the way God sees you, come on, somebody say with me, I am who God says I am. So if he's telling me the great I am dictates who I am, I can walk in this freedom and know that his plans are better, that he works all things for good. 
And he says, listen, God, uh, uh, listen, uh, if all these things are happening to us, where is the God that is supposed to do the miracles? And I'm going to go to verse 14. I want you to keep reading with me. And, and Judges chapter 6. And it says, then the Lord turned to him and said, go. Look at me. Somebody say with me, go. Look at the person next to you in town. Go. I need you to get this. It says, go in this might of yours. He doesn't say pray. Oh. He doesn't say, he doesn't say write the 20 things that you need to do. Not that prayer is wrong, but I need you to understand this. There comes a time in which you have to take action. If our faith does not have action, if we do not love the way God loves, then us saying that we love others doesn't matter. If you say, God, I repent of my sin, and you go back the next day and smoke the same joint. Oh, it got too real now, huh? If I say, forgive me to my wife, and I go back and hit her again the next day, there, there has to be something in our life in which we take responsibility. We blame God for things that we, come on. We blame the enemy for things that we are doing. And God is wanting to empower you today. And Listen, mighty man of God, mighty woman of God, go on your strength. I want you to say with me, I am strong. See, if you can get this in your spirit, you stop saying, I can't. You stop saying, no, I, I just, I can't let go of this. But when you understand that you are his reflection, you are royal priesthood, a holy nation, then you start walking into who you are. After I graduated from college, I went to work for a financial institution, and they put me another label. And they said, now that you've finished college, that you've been working here, we're going to give you a new label. Now, your label is going to be manager. That's right. Manager PP. I want you to get this. My identity became what I did. Somebody there today. And you are not what you do. When we take this and we think this is who I am, you are not what you have. Success in life, everything that we do has only one purpose, and that is to bring glory to Him. So that you can shine in darkness. You should be getting promotion after promotion. You should be getting blessing after blessing. But not for you to get another label. But for you to bring praises to his name. And when we walk in this identity. My faith is in him on who he is. And, he's, and he tells Gideon. I want you to go on your strength. Mighty man of valor. And he says. I will be with you. It's not that you can do this alone. It's not that you're the smartest person. It's not that you're the wisest person. It's that who's got your back is greater. It's that who walks with you. So I remember, I started carrying this, and then I understood that my area manager, what he really wanted was not to give me a management uh, position, a promotion. He just wanted, not, he wanted me to deal with the problems he didn't want to deal with. Come on, who are my real people in the house? So I got this title, you know, and I was like, can I speak to the manager? First couple of days, yeah, yeah. Manager PP in the house. 
Two weeks later, I was like, oh, well, you know, I just really work for them. Um, <laughs> have you been there? And we apply this. Well, I, you know, uh, that's not really who I am. I mean, they are my kids, but, you know, like, uh, it was my wife that had them. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Whatever we attached ourselves to, we put our identity in. And Jesus came and said, Your sin separates you from me. But I'll take your sin so you can know who you are. I put it to you this way, Matthew chapter 16, Jesus speaking to his disciples. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through 18 says, When Jesus came into the region of, of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, Who do man say? that I, the Son of Man, am. So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, listen, this is for you today. Who do you, in the position that you are, in the place where you are in life, in the problem that you have, who do you say that I am? Who do you say, Jesus is asking, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You are the Christ. You are the one that can save me because I can change. I can let go of these addictions. I cannot let go of these things. But you are that, the one that can save me. And we, he recognizes Jesus as a Savior that you can go to every day. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Listen, he says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Simon, the, the, the name Simon means unstable. What does it mean? Unstable. Come on, unstable. I'm not going to call your name, but you know who you are. <laughs> unstable. You know, cutting the ear of people. Make, make, you know, shouting, I want to walk on water. Come on, I want to I show I'm better. Simon, Simon, unstable, and says Barjona, that's where his, where his lineage is from, and Barjona means drunk. So his name meant unstable, drunk, and Jesus picked him. Unstable, drunk. Jesus chooses you. But he asked you a question, who do you say I am? Even though I'm unstable, I can still recognize that he is my Savior. And he says, your name now is Peter, and Peter means rock. Now, I need you to get this. I need you to be awake today. Who is the rock of ages? Who is the rock of ages? Who is the cornerstone? I want you to get this. He's looking at him, and he's seeing himself. That's your identity. And he says, you are Peter. You are me. The world has put this on you. But who you are now is who I am in you. Come on, church. Somebody get, get excited for this. Your identity is in me, not in you or what you've done or what they've done in your life. I'll put it to you this way. This is a container for butter. 
What do you keep in your house in a container for butter? What do you keep in here? El caldo de hace dos meses. That stew that you had. Come on. This is a container for what? We are a container for sin. Now, this specific container has corn. Elote! Mm. This is a container of what? Oh, honey. This is a container of what? Mm. It's supposed to be for butter, but what does it have inside? Oh, I, ho I hope there's a church awake today. This is a container for what? Three of you go, butter, corn! It's supposed to be for butter, but what does it have inside? It was supposed to be for filth and sin and judgment, but what do you have inside? What do you have inside? That's who you are. That's who you are. I need you to stand with me today. I need you to get this in your spirit. This week, we're going to walk. We're going to walk in his purpose. You were born. He had you in mind. For this time. I want you to say it loud with me. I want you to say, I am. Who God says, I am. To close your eyes where you are. Thank you for joining us. We hope today's message encourages you to walk in confidence, knowing that you are who God says you are.